0: Good morning listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the Unfounded Podcast. My name is Christopher Turner and I am your host. I hope you've been enjoying the episodes thus far. Uh, I woke up this morning and felt like I wanted to come back on here and continue to talk and, and that's kind of how this process works for me. So uh, there must be something r- rummaging around up here that needs to get out, <laughs> you know, um, and and the idea that I've been thinking about or the idea that I've been kind of trying to uh, chew on this morning is morning times as weird as it sounds like this morning morning time, right? But um Because I've been going through a lot of changes recently uh, in my life and because there's been a lot of um, focus, I've been focusing very intently on how I want to structure my day, um, how I want to adjust things, uh, and what I want to prioritize, there's been a lot of stress that came through that. You know, it's very stressful anytime you want to change something because it requires a lot of energy, it requires a lot of thought, right? And And it also requires some risk. You know, there's a we've talked about this before uh, in one of the very first episodes, but there's something, um, we've identified change as something, uh, there's a negative connotation to change that people usually associate it with. And it's because there's this fear quality within it, there's this unknown quality that we associate with fear or danger because of our survival instinct, I think at least. And, we, and and so we we've associated change as something that's dangerous, right? Because there's this unknown unknown quality about it. And I think anything actually, as a society, we we've 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 gotten to a point where anything that has an unknown quality, we kind of steer clear from. We want familiarity. And it's something it's something to do with um we've been trained. It is kind of this 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 linear progression this uh it has something to do with the way we've established set up our educational system this step-based linear process um defines things so well for people or makes people feel like everything's so well defined that anything that isn't that well defined becomes like dangerous and risky and not worth the risk i guess uh and so we we steer clear of those things when in reality a lot of times what we need is exactly that risk right um and not taking risk is exactly how you 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 um, get to a place where you're miserable. It really is. Uh, at least I think one of the ways you can get to a place where you're miserable. There's many paths to that. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's many paths. There's only one, I think there's only one very narrow path out of it. But there's many paths to miser- to being miserable. Anyway, one of the times that you're going to feel the most miserable, and I promise you this, I'm sure you've experienced this as well, but is when you wake up. There's something about morning times, something about that kind of coming out of the dream state and entering into the world where there's actually, it feels more real and visceral, that there's like a seriousness that comes into being when you wake up, right? It's like, oh, phew, sure, no, it's real time now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Jordan Peterson has talked about this as well. Morning time is being very important, and I agree with him. I think it's it's the most important part of your day. He kind of describes it, and I really love the way he conceptualizes it. It's like a he, he describes he describes the morning time or waking up as kind of being presented with a, your consciousness being presented with a a a the entire realm of possibility right? When you wake up, you're essentially presented with all of this chaos, like all of these things that need to be ordered, right? Uh, all of this stuff that's not going the way you you dreamt about maybe, right? <laughs> and so you want to go out there and you want to fix those things. Well, the problem is, is there's a lot of chaos there when you wake up, like everything you haven't done, right? is kind of weighs on you. And so you're, you feel this, you feel this weight. It's, it's really like, I feel like the weight of your ego is, is heaviest when you're waking up. Um, if you're, but it doesn't have to be that way, and I, I think that's um, partially why I'm bringing it up, is we, we have to be very conscious about establishing, organizing, prioritizing our uh, the way our day comes about, and um, if we not properly, if we're not properly looking at how we're starting out a lot of, you know, like how, what, how we're getting out of bed, essentially what our attitude is, how we're approaching that the world itself. Um, we are going to produce a lot of negative things in the world. A lot of things we don't want to produce because we're, we're not properly orienting ourselves to be the thing that goes out and produces good. Right. Um, we're kind of pretending like the chaos doesn't exist. And then just going about our day as if it's going to be well defined and linear, like it always is. You know what I mean? and, and, and because of that, anytime you, f- you 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 experience something within your day, and I'm sure you could you could attest to this, anytime you experience something within your day that goes off of that schedule or off of that line, you lose your mind, right? And you see people on you know in traffic in the mornings, and that's why they're always hauling ass. And everybody's ego is so massive in the morning, you know what I mean? Everybody's just like you can see it in the way that people drive. I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but if you watched how how people drive and how aggressively they drive, you can almost I guarantee you you could define how big their ego is by the by by how they control their vehicle because essentially it's it's a metaphor for what you are. You know, you are this eternal thing inside of this meat suit essentially driving it around and all the car is is the meat suit inside of you know what I mean? You it's 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 like a it's like a game of rushing nesting dolls. You know what I mean? And and you're just inside of another vehicle now and controlling it. So how you control that vehicle is it is a very very good description of who you are I think it's a really good like philosophical look into into it, it's a good it's a really good case study into how people's how big people's egos are I think part of the reason it's so rampant in the mornings is because you know people feel the full weight of their ego in the morning you know what I mean they full they feel the full weight of the world in the morning I guess is what it is and, and because of that they rely a lot on structure to Help them feel sane, (laughs) I think. Or we rely on structure to help us feel sane. I don't mean to act like I'm talking at you or something. um, Because I experience the exact same things, right? Um, There's ways that you can get around... There's ways to not allow the complexity of the world to overwhelm you, I think is what I'm getting at. And one of the times that you're going to feel most overwhelmed with the weight of the world and the complexity of it is when you wake up, because you, you're you coming out of this state, this dream state where you don't have to be as active. It's almost like watching a movie or something, you know what I mean? And and so you, you, you or you, you know, it's so interesting. Maybe you, you I'm thinking through this obviously guys, right? But we always associate the dream state or dreaming as, as something that's less real. You know what I mean? Like we like to think of dreaming as something that's, that's, that's like a, an illusion of sorts. That's how we, how we conceptualize it. The dreams are illusions and this is reality. You know what I mean? The waking time is when you're, you're really awake. Have you ever tried to flip that script in your head? And and you ever like ask yourself a question like, well, what if the dream state was the real state? And this is the dream. This is the less real thing. How would that change the way you act? Would you still be in such a rush in the morning? Would you drive that car like a maniac still? Or would you kind of watch and see what happens? (laughs) You know what I mean? Because there's... The ego itself... I think the problem with the waking state itself is that we all want to control it. Because there's a difference in the way you interact in the dream world and the way you react in reality. And that's what that's what we've latched on to, to uh, make him, to separate these two things, right? It's like, like, uh, um, reality is physical in nature. And because of that, it's, it's, um, it's replicatable you know it's it's um it feels more concrete so it feels like something we can control and because of that we focus all of our energy and time in the waking state we don't really focus on what we get out of the dream world and i know i know this has been a little weird to start guys sorry but uh, again i talk through ideas while i'm on this so it's you've probably learned by this point if you're still listening to it (laughs) there's gonna be some times when i'm just like kind of in my head um there's something very important about those dream states. There's something very important about establishing yourself when you wake out of it, because there's, I I don't think you as a thing, your identity, I think most of that, most of it is the ego that like there is something that's eternal and it's you. And it's something we call the soul or it's like this, the, I I guess you could call it the self, but I think the self is usually confused with the ego. So it's like, it's like, uh, the soul is 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 the real you, I guess, right? Um, and I think what the dream state is is a, or at least the best way I can conceptualize the dream state is something like a, it's like a bootloader for your consciousness or something. it's 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 like the it's like the subroutine or something that runs and it, you know that that it's it, i i don't know i am trying to think through it but i i know that when i wake up in the morning when i try to i feel this weight and i felt it this morning uh, really heavy and it pulls me down it's like i'm it's like i'm forced into my ego again as soon as i wake up it's like i'm forced to go back into it and be like and feel this weight and feel like this this, this hopeless feeling as if I need to fix everything and control everything and and all I need to do is just squeeze, 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 squeeze harder and everything's going to get better. You know what I mean? But there's always like, at least recently, there's been something, because I've been focusing on it, I think there's been something that's shaken me out of that every morning. And for me, it's been kind of this meditation. I try to stretch. One of the things that I've, I've done in my routine, at least, is identified that I really need to stretch because I hold a lot of tension in my body, you know, a lot of tension in my neck, and, and I devolve that way um, where this, 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 uh, this inflammatory response to stress um, kind of builds over time and, and then it, it produces emotional reactions in me because I'm not readily identifying that I'm feeling a physical pain, right? Um, very often, we, we, this, this, this line goes back and we, we, we cross back over this line between the physical and the, and the, and like the, the I guess you could say spiritual, um, where, and we we don't like to identify this because like those two worlds seem so separately separate apart. But like I, I would consider your emotion, the things you feel, as something very it's it's a, it's deeper than a, like a chemical response. I think there's there's something divine about emotion. Um, I, I think, uh, and I've I've had a hard time trying to I haven't really thought that out very far yet. Right, but I do think there's something divine. There's something more to emotion than just a chemical response. It's too simple it's too simple of an explanation honestly <laughs> you know what i mean and like that's the mechanism maybe like there's a chemical mechanism there but it's not like you know what i mean it's not the emotion itself is something deeper than that um and that translation you know that you can get where it's it's like you can you can affect it either way it's like if you're really really depressed and you're in a really bad spot. Or let's say you're really, really stressed. Like for for instance, like me, like one of the things I will do, and you may do something different, but one of the things I do is I clench. I literally tense all of the fibers in my body, all my muscles, to where they're they're, they're like they're they're like a guitar string. You know what I mean? And 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 it's I, I because I feel like that's how I control things is by squeezing. Like that's how I always say stop squeezing because that's how I experience it. You may experience it in a different way. I haven't properly explained it until this point, but that's why I say that is because there's this physical reaction I experience in the form of squeezing. And 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 that's what I that's I think that's part of the ego's physical exertion on you. When you're when you're trying to when when you're completely in the ego, it will try to make you physically f- fix the world. But you can't because there's too much too many things to do. And so you'll you'll if you're not careful you'll as you become more overwhelmed and stressed, you'll squeeze harder and harder and harder thinking it's relieving something. In reality, it's not. And this can actually cause serious physical issues, ailments, you know, um, spinal issues, you know, alignment issues, that kind of stuff, uh, nerve issues, all that kind of stuff. Um, I've, I've struggled for a long time, for years and years and years with a jaw issue and a neck issue um, that I thought stemmed from the military, but I think might be more of a stress related thing that I'm figuring out now because I'm doing these kind of steps, stretching in the morning and you know, along with that, I do some other kind of meditative exercises. You know, I think stretching is very important, especially as you get older. You'll notice, and I, I'm not that old, right? I'm still 29, but uh, as you start to get older, you do notice that your body doesn't respond as quickly as it used to, and you need to be more proactive about how you treat it. Um, you know, and uh, because it, there is this, like I was just saying, there's a symbiotic relationship between energy and like the physical world, and and and. you can pass it back and forth. You know, like you feel the physical effects of your energy. You can feel the physical effects of your energy in your body and it can physically drain you and affect you. You can see when you're, when you're depressed, go look at yourself in the mirror, look at your face and you'll see it. There's a physical response to it, right? There's this, uh, Translating the, the weird thing is, is you can actually get to a point where even if you're not emotionally in a bad spot, you're so used to the physical reaction of squeezing or whatever you do that you can produce the negative emotion without recognizing it. So you get in this weird vicious loop, right? Where you 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 um, the solution you've identified to the problem is actually not the solution. So you continually try to apply it with not with with not only bad results but results that make the problem worse. But because you don't have anything else to do, you just double down, squeeze harder, right? Until you break. Essentially, you just do that over and over again until you have a mental breakdown, or a physical breakdown, or something breaks inside of you. Uh, I, I this is a this is a like a this is a not supported by any scientific you know documentation at all. But I do think that there's something there's some kind of relation between cancer development and your alignment as an individual. If you're properly aligned with yourself, the soul, you. because I think it produces an inflammatory response when you don't. I'm not, again, I haven't backed any of this up, but I, I have a hard, like I said, these things transfer back and forth, so it's hard for me to recognize or to, to imagine a system in which your emotion and the way you feel doesn't physically affect you in some way. There's no way it couldn't, right? And, and the way that I've conceptualized it, if you do that over a long enough period of time, I can see that having very detrimental results to your physical well-being, Right. Um, I'll have to see if there's any research on that, actually. That'd be an interesting kind of study to look into, right? Um, but like I said, I, I do stretching, and uh, and that kind of helps me get some of the kinks out, like, you know, those physical kinks that, that I get in the, in the nighttime. I also kind of wake up stiff a lot of times. Maybe my bed's not the best. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but then I also try to do meditation in the morning, too. Uh, and it can be whatever form of meditation you, you enjoy. I, I tend to, like, um, I do... I kind of combine it with the stretching, right? So um, I don't usually sit very often and just sit still because that's I'm a very I'm a very active person, right? Um, if you couldn't tell, and so it's it, I can do that, but it's not an enjoyable experience for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ever? I, I I find it it can actually cause the inverse reaction in me sometimes when I try too hard to sit still. It actually causes anxiety. Whereas if I I'm one of the people that needs to move to think, right? And so if I, if I'm even right now, I'm like twitching my fingers and stuff while I'm talking. Right. So it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's not as comfortable for me to just sit there that you could be the same way. I think maybe this is, I think this is maybe where a lot of people get, um, hit a roadblock with meditation as well too, is like, it it seems it's very uncomfortable process and it's supposed to be at some level. It really is. You're supposed to be uncomfortable at some level, especially if you've never done, done it before. Um, because your mind's going to be an absolute minefield. You know what I mean? So it's like, it, it's it, the first time you try to quiet anything, it's going to be like everybody's shouting at you at once. You know what I mean? And you, it, it, after about three minutes, it's going to drive you crazy and you're going to be like, fuck this and do something else. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, if you are able to per- persevere through that, there is a point you can get to where that, um, you stop trying to hold on to the ideas and you just let them kind of flow through. Uh, and if you, once you get to that state, I don't think the physical like sitting still is necessary as much. You know what I mean? Um, there is, like I said, maybe there is a, a point to where it kind of gets you uncomfortable and that causes you to kind of, it's part of the process I think. Um, but uh, for me at least I don't like to sit still when I'm med- med- meditating at that much. I like to kind of be physical and moving and stretching and doing kind of yoga exercises essentially while I'm doing that. Uh, and I also like to play, um, and this is more of a spiritual belief for me too, but I do kind of believe in the, um, different frequencies. Um, I find that, uh, if I play different, um, there's different tone frequencies you can play and you can find them on YouTube, you know, there's like 40, 400 Hertz and all these different Hertz levels. And they're supposed to be for different kinds of spiritual healing. Right. Um, i've found regardless of what what you believe in spiritually i've found that it's it makes you feel good if you try it just just go put on one of those some whatever whatever hurts videos right um you can like i said it ranges from like 400 hertz i think all the way up to like 800 hertz there's like a there's like different ranges that they have and each one's supposed to be a different effect you know kind of a healing effect for your emotions or your love or whatever it is right um or depression or whatever it is right but it, what I've found is putting those on while I'm doing that meditation and stretching kind of, it it brings it all together for me, where it's like, I'm able to kind of really, really get out of this, like this ego, right? I'm able to pull myself out of the ego and let my, let the thoughts start to flow again. Stop trying to hold on to them. You know what I mean? And once that happens, uh, you know, and, and part of that is because of that music. So there's usually a rhythm to it too. It'll be kind of a or something like that. You know what I mean? That just kind of, it's a, it's a co- consistent rhythm that gets your, it gets you kind of on beat, if for lack of a better way of describing it, with life. You're like back on beat with life. You know what I mean? And, uh, and then the sound itself, like, it's like it encompasses you. It like wraps you in a blanket and you feel energetically recharged. That's the best way I can describe it. And so like, it's, there's a, There is a foo-foo nature, right, to a lot of these spiritual things. When you talk about them, it's very hard to make it not sound like something that's ridiculous because the secular worldview has been presented as the only serious way of viewing the world. (laughs) It really has. The secular worldview now is like and nobody feels comfortable espousing any other perspective because the secular worldview has asserted itself as if it's the only thing that's proper. And it's like, you know what? Like, no. There's a lot of other things out here that are very, very helpful and beneficial, not only to me, but I guarantee it to other people. That's why they exist. That's why there's whole YouTube channels on this stuff. You know what I mean? They wouldn't exist if people didn't appreciate them in some way, right? Um, So I I do think there is an aspect of this, and I I bring it up in the context of the morning time because I think it's part of of what you need to do in the morning time to make sure that you're aligned properly so that you produce the best work (laughs) in the world that day. You produce your best self or present your best self is to get your ego out of the fucking way. And the one way you do that, I, one of the ways you do that is is by, for lack of a better way to describe me, centering yourself, right? Going back in that place and letting letting go a little bit, because you're gonna wake up feeling like you need to squeeze everything. You're gonna wake up feeling like you need to go and run the race again, you know. But you have to like very very intently right away be like, nope, stop, calm down, relax, stretch. Think about all of the success you had in the previous days. Think about the things that you don't, you didn't like about the previous days. You'll start to see that like these, you don't, and, and I act, I talk about it as if I'm controlling it. That's not really how it works. You, you get into a space where you can just watch your thoughts. Just watch them and let them flow and stop trying to squeeze them and hold on to them because if it's important and it needs to be there, it'll be there. You don't produce your thoughts. You like to think you do. Your ego likes to convince you that you do. And because of that, you'll squeeze hard, 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 harder, try to trying to f- figure out how you control them, how you stop them or start them, <laughs> right? Isn't that, isn't that funny? Like, I always find that if you ever talk to anybody that's never experienced uh, or, or dabbled in any kind of Eastern philosophy or religion, um, they always feel like the goal of meditation is to quiet your mind. This is what people have been told. It's like, the goal of meditation is to quiet your mind. And it's like, well, yeah, kind of. yeah it's it's your it's to quiet your is what it is it's not it's not to quiet your mind it's there is no your that's what it's trying to show you you know what i mean it's it let the thoughts flow the ego doesn't exist you have to remind yourself that every time you wake up you do that through stretching through meditation through whatever works for you right Maybe it's running. Maybe it's something physical. That's one other thing that I like to do. I like to take walks with my dog in the morning. That's one of the really good ways. Get out in nature. <clears throat> Excuse me. Get out in nature. Um, listen to a podcast. I like to do that as well. It's a really good time in the morning times to listen to a podcast. because then It gets you it, it gets you thinking, but it gets you kind of thinking at a different level. It's, it gets you out of your head a little bit and into a space where you're... you're or maybe it gets you more into your head, but it gets you out of the ego at least. It, it gets you kind of just... For me, it does. Maybe it doesn't for other people, but I find that listening to podcasts gets me out of my ego um, into more of like a general space where I'm thinking about ideas, you know? And uh, and so these are all things that have, have worked for me in the morning time. Um, but regardless of what you do, I think it's important that you find out what works for you. Because at least I've found, as I've tried to implement these things or, or more structure in my day, that the morning time has become incredibly important I mean, in and it's because of this. It's because it, it kind of is how you start your day re- represents. How, I guarantee how you start your day is kind of how your day is going to end a lot of times, I think. Uh, not all the time, but a lot of times, right? Because I th- I do believe, I deeply believe that we're energetic beings and that with the way you interact with people. Um, life is more of a two-way street. It's not one way. It's like it's like you're not you're not being acted upon. It's not you're not this passive thing that has everything done to it. And you're not the only thing doing anything to other people either. It's a mixture of both. It's like you're 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 interacting with this incredibly complex thing, this environment. And it's based and made up at a basic level of energy, right? And this I think you can even argue for in the secular perspective. Like it, everything is made up of some kind of energetic particle, right? And so there's this there's this there's this idea that everything everything you see that is being is energy, right? And that if you aren't properly aligned in some way, or that you you aren't, if the ego is hiding, if you're in your ego, you're not properly aligned, right? And then when you go out into the world, what you present to the world is this malformation of energy. It's this confused energy. A lot of times it can be negative. It can be aggressive. It can be dominant. It can be the person in the car sweeping in in and out of traffic trying to get to their job on time because they're more important than you. That kind of idea. You See what I'm saying? Um, You'll get more of that if you do that. And I'm sure you've noticed this too in your life. Just think about it. The days that you've gone out like a bull in a china shop and, and just said, you know what? Fuck the world. I'm going to go ahead and take what I need. You know, like go weave in and out of traffic. And, you know, you let yourself go a little bit. Everybody's had those days. What happens? It doesn't get better, right? It leads to some kind of tower event, right? When everything crumbles down. It always leads to like a... Um, I say that was a weird. I should clarify that context. A tower is a is a is a tarot symbol, um, and I'm interested in that as well. I don't use it often, but I I like to use it, and I'm interested in the symbology behind it, the energy, really, because that's kind of what the cards represent in the tarot is different energies, um, and I find it fascinating that you, one thing that the tarot cards do is in a really weird way is is is, is they they have a. a An interesting way of describing the complexity of the energies that you encounter in the world, right? Through this, like, this deck that has, like, this infinite amount of ways you can combine it. It somehow produces or demonstrates the complexity of the world you're living in. And that all of these energies interact in that way. And that there is no fixed path. We We like to think of things linearly because it makes us comfortable. But that is not the way the world is established. That's not the way it's built. It's not its foundation. It's not how it works. It's much more complicated than that. Because it's not all about you, man. It's not all about you and your path. It's about something much bigger than that. Everything, all at once. That means you are, even if you don't like to admit it, in essence, within the universe, a member of Leviathan. You are a a piece of this bigger thing. And part of the struggle we have as human beings is to understand that we don't get to choose that. Right? That we don't get to choose whether we play the game or not. That you're playing this either way. right? That you are this eternal thing deep down. You are this spiritual thing riding around in a meat suit. And you do have this deep purpose. And this do, you do have this deep responsibility to recognize and realize that purpose. And enunciate it in the world. Bring it into being. That is the hardest thing a human being can do. And it's, I think, the only purpose behind the human being. We're not here to just enjoy, just be comfortable and gluttonous and create bullshit, right? Create fancy things that shine. We're not here for that. That's a part of life. Enjoyment, sure. It's not the reason for it. Well, maybe it is. (laughs) Maybe it is, because I've argued against that before. That play. The point of all this is play, that we take this too seriously. You know what? I think I'm wrong about that. I think I'm wrong about what I just said. Because we do take it too seriously, too. We take life way too seriously. Life is the most serious thing you do. Life is the most serious thing you'll ever do, but you can't take it too seriously. Because if you take it too seriously, you'll take yourself too seriously. And then you devolve into this ego monster that thinks that it's the thing that can solve all of the world's problems when in reality, the world isn't a problem. It's not a problem you need to solve. That's one of the issues we see at a, at a national scale right now and really it's moving to a global scale. It's this idea that everything's broken. It all needs to be fixed. <laughs> really? It does? Hmm. Huh. Who's going to fix it? you okay explain to me how (laughs) you know what i mean this is the conversation that needs to happen because i I saw another video of some there's a lot of people out there too that are kind of like uh they're getting more radical because they're like you know what i'm just done with all of this suffering i'm seeing in the world so let's get more radical that's what's going to solve it let's take the world more seriously not less seriously Oh, okay (laughs) well what the world will do is is it's not it's it's not a thing that that's going to adjust to your will Right, the, the life itself is not something that gives a shit about how you feel. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, uh, it's going to continue to operate based on the fundamental assumptions that have been there since the beginning of time. Not your emotion, not your fed upness. Oh man, I'm just done with this suffering. You know what? <laughs> your ego will embarrass you, people. If you're not, it, that's you. You really need to figure out how to watch it because it'll make you look like it. I'm going to hold back. It'll make you look ignorant. It will. You will be ignorant if you live in your ego. You'll be ignorant of everything around you, all of the beauty, complexity, all of the potential you have, all of the potential within every individual. So the specific nature behind you, the intent behind you, the beauty within all of that, you're, you're going to miss all of that because you're trying to fix the thing that can't be fixed. You're confusing yourself with a God. Every religion not every religion. Western religion warns against that. Eastern religion tells you you are God. <laughs> but it does it through a different it does it through a very different means and it does it it shows you that through meditation through trying to quiet the, the mind. Through through assigning an impossible task, you recognize that you are all you need. That you don't need to look externally. That you don't need to fix anything out there. That all you need to do is work on yourself. And focus on yourself. And that the whole point of life is for you to grow. You. You to grow and to enjoy it. And to be astounded at the beauty of that experience. The complexity of that experience. I want you to we're all so scared, right? Everybody's so scared of dying, (laughs) you know? In the modern world, everybody is so terrified of dying because we've been told from the second we get into school, you got one shot. You got one shot at this. Don't mess it up. We're going to put all this effort and time and energy to you. And we set it all up so perfectly. All you got, you can't, you can't even mess it up. All you have to do is go through the steps. That's it just go through the steps just first grade second grade third grade fourth grade on the on the way there figure out something you like and then fifth grade sixth grade seventh grade eighth grade you know what i mean get to college pick what you want to do man you know we got it set out here here's a whole program this is how you become that this is how you do it right here i figured it out for you you know don't worry don't don't break don't be scared (laughs) and then here's here's how you learn that here's how you be that thing and then you get into that job and you sit there and you're like oh i'm this thing I did all the steps. I'm the expert in this now. <laughs> no, you're not. Because an expert is the thing that came to those ideas without being taught them. That's what an expert is. Somebody that truly, deeply understands those ideas because they actually had to think through them and create them. Bring them into being. Be a human being. <laughs> you know what I mean? A human being. So we do. We bring things into being. But instead, you just allow these people to tell you how to think. And tell you what you think. And then tell you that you're an expert because you completed some steps. And then you actually believe it. And then you go out and act that in the world. And then we have things like the coronavirus happen. And it makes a lot more sense, right? makes a lot more sense why the world's in chaos. Why there's a lack of leadership why people look at like their lying when a lot of times they probably aren't they actually probably believe the shit they're saying most people do like i said most people have good intentions most people not all people most but let's say you get to that spot and you did everything right right you're an expert and then you work your 20, 30 years in practice or whatever you did, right? Whatever job you chose and you get to that retirement age because you're all working for that retirement. You like, I just want to build up some money, you know, so I can enjoy this thing, so I can play a little bit, you know? And isn't that funny? From the earliest time you can remember all the way through your life, all you're wanting to do is play. Because <laughs> that's exactly what a dog wants to do too. And a whale and a dolphin and a cat and fucking anything. Like think about everything. Everything in this world wants to play with you. Kind of, kind of. Not everything. <laughs> That's a generalization. <laughs> Most conscious things, things that you would associate with consciousness, right? Things that interact in a way that seems intelligent, they want to play with you. That's one of the ways they interact. The universal language is play, man. I posted a video on my Facebook, or I didn't. One of my friends had a, a video on Facebook yesterday that I, I'll try to find again and post for you because it was beautiful. It was a, it was a, uh, people on a, uh, boat out in i think it was like north alaska or something like that i don't know why i said north alaska like <laughs> somewhere up north right and they're in this water and there's a i think it's the white whales the narwhals i think is what they're called the the white ones um or the blue whale i can't remember what they're called anyway um they're they're a they're a offshoot of a dolphin right they kind of look like a dolphin but they're, they're like a mixture between a dolphin and a whale and uh Anyway, this, they're very intelligent, right? And this lady's, like, sitting there with a... Uh, uh, you, you, you just see her kind of looking over the side in the water, and you see this, like, white thing coming up, and then it, it pops up, and it has a freaking football in its hand, in its, in its mouth, and it hands the football to the lady, and then, like, sits back and, like, splashes at her. And she, like, grabs the ball and kind of, like, you know, like, uh, stands up like she's going to throw it, and then tosses that thing, and that, I swear to God, that whale goes whoo, under and goes and grabs the ball and brings it back to her. Play, man. It's a universal language. That's communication. That is that is communication. Like me talking to you right now. That whale is communicating with you at a very deep level, and you're communicating with it. Like how complex is that? Think about how complex just the game of fetch is, and that thing is playing it naturally without being told the rules. Now, this, now, the linear worldview, the secular worldview would tell you how, that can't happen. Or if it can happen, it's got to be something that was biologically or genetically kind of passed down, right? It's got to be something that was like, like a, um, uh, it's got to it's operate within the secular worldview. So it's got to it's agree with all these other things, right? The, this, this evolutionary statement, if you can't figure out within that how this thing would know how to interact in that way, then it doesn't exist. but it obviously does because it's staring us in the face and it's actually comical <laughs> the world's been trying to play with us for like the last 150 years and we've just been like no 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 shut up <laughs> it really is it's it's like funny man like how can you not laugh because if we take this shit too seriously we really do it's like this whole world is set up for us to do nothing but enjoy it man and, 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 it's, and, it, and it can be enjoyed in that way I, I know this sounds like a little bit head in the cloud, right? But it can be enjoyed in that way, I think. Individually. No, you're never going to get everybody at once to like think this way. But if you stop treating the world as if it's something that's there to, to make you suffer, and you start treating it as if it's something that actually um, wants to play with you, then you'll notice that it tries to play with you constantly. <laughs> it really does. There's these little ways and interactions and people, and it's it's not through like people all the time. It can be through like animals and just experiences and, and signs, things that you see, you know what I mean? Little jokes and shit on the side of the road that like are oddly relevant, you know what I mean? Or like a billboard that makes you laugh and you don't know why, but it's like very relevant to something that happened. The universe is trying to play with you, man. And it's been trying to play with you your whole life. But you have a lot of egos. We have a lot of egos in this world that have told people that there's one way to view this world and there's only one correct way. And it's, it's to take it really seriously and to squeeze harder. And and that that's, and that's then, and then to, to to focus on your play, to put your play at the end of your life. That you don't get to play at the beginning, you get to work hard at the beginning. And then you get to produce for other people through the most of your life. And then at the end of your life, you get to finally enjoy it. No. I'm not going to do that. Do you want to do that? Because it's never set up that way, is it? You're never posed with a, the option. It's never if it was never set up that way. It was never like, hey, you know what? This is what you could do. You could go through life this way, or you could choose your own path. It may be a lot more risky, right? You could go, you could go blaze your own path. You could create something of novel value. But it's probably going to require you to not go through the same steps as everybody else and it's probably going to look a little dangerous and risky at times and it's probably going to freak a lot of other people out. It may make other people uncomfortable. You may have to like have conversations with groups of individuals that have accepted things as founded that aren't. All of these things, you know what I mean? There's a lot of complexity behind the individual. You can't control the individual because the individual is driven by something bigger than people and something deeper than people. And when people try to control the individual, people create suffering. Not God, stop blaming God for the suffering you experience in your life. That's people, buddy. The audacity of thinking that a creator would you're so that you're so special that he would actually spend time just torturing you. What a lunatic that is. You're that important again? The ego. My goodness. It literally is it's 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 humbling to see inside myself and other people how many times the ego pops up like I said it's not like I escaped this thing I wake up every morning and feel the full and utter weight of it but you don't have to carry that weight through the day that's why I brought up mornings take 15 or 20 minutes Set that that time aside. If you're saying, I don't have enough time, yeah, you do. You're lying to yourself and you keep doing that. You're going to keep repeating the mistakes you've made before. So go do that. You have time. I don't have any time for excuses. You You shouldn't allow yourself to have any time for excuses. Don't allow yourself to give yourself excuses. Create time and prioritize yourself because that's what you're doing. This world has an insidious way of making you think that the way that you take care of yourself is by going and working for other people. No, that's how you degrade yourself. That's how you expend energy. That's how you make other people rich. And sure, there's a necessity at some level in this system for that to be the case, right? I'm not trying to tear down your life choices up to this point. I am saying if you want to lead a life that you can enjoy and play in, you better start setting some time aside for yourself. Because the universe isn't going to make time for you that way. You have to make it. You're the thing that brings things into being. You're the human being. (laughs) You are the mechanism. You can't sit there and pretend like the universe is the mechanism. You're the mechanism that the universe works through. So set some time aside for yourself. And put that weight down every morning. Recognize that when you wake up and you feel like a bag of shit... maybe you don't maybe this is just me but if you wake up and you feel like a bag of shit that that doesn't mean you are a bag of shit right it means you need to go spend some time with yourself (laughs) you need to go take 20 minutes or 30 minutes and be like hey buddy what's wrong what are you all upset about you know what I mean what are you getting all serious about you know (laughs) like have that conversation what are you taking too seriously you're gonna be fine And you have a beautiful day out there. You have a whole universe out there just waiting to play with you. So go play. All right? And with that, that is the Unfounded Podcast for this Saturday morning. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, I sure did. And I'm going to be back on here um, soon uh, with more ideas and more, I guess, uh, this has turned into kind of like a life tip, life goal, kind of philosophical podcast it's gone in so many different directions you know what i mean i never meant it to be like a self-help guide that wasn't my intention but it's kind of turning into that a little bit so um i hope it does help you if you're listening to that and if nothing else i hope it entertains you right so enjoy the rest of your day and your week and i will be back at it soon bye-bye